0: my my all the saints anywhere this is across the board anybody listening right now the trick of the enemy and and I make this in a broader sense is to make you get to a place where you change your habit of worship so instead on Sunday morning getting up and coming to worship God now by force you have to stay home or you can't go to your local church So then all of a sudden, you get into routine. Now on Sunday morning, you're used to having your egg and your your French toast or whatever instead of going to worship. And before you know it, it becomes the way of life. And God ends up not being a part of your life. Don't allow this season to cause you to disconnect from your faith. If you're a seven day adventist, get up on Saturday morning and worship the way you normally would. If you're if you're one of a Christian who worships on Sunday, get up on Sunday morning, worship the way you normally would. If you're a part of Shiloh, at nine AM, we're gonna be on the air. If they tell us we can't come to the sanctuary, I'll be at my house with camera ready, preaching the gospel on that Sunday morning. Just just know nine AM, church gonna start. Amen so, so if, if those other persons who are not a part of our faith are not part of this particular family know this if you can't go to church turn on some gospel music get your Bible out and read it pray there are hundreds of YouTube sermons out there on my website and there are hundreds of other great preachers out there that you can listen to hear a word from the Lord don't disconnect from your faith Amen? Okay, now now I wanna just tell you this, this last thing and then I'm gonna say a few words and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of the way. Th- this last thing is this. Don't forget, whatever church you belong to, whatever reformation you're a part of, this virus doesn't change the fact that the church and the church's mission still have to go on. So support your local church. Support the ministry that God has put you a part of. Be a partner with them to sustain the staff and keep on going on and doing the work of the Lord. Because this virus is not gonna change at the bank. Uh, They're they're not gonna want want anybody to make excuses about what's going on. We still have to continue to do ministry and i whatever ministry you're with just hear this as a word from the lord uh, my my tithes personally my personal tithe is not contingent on whether or not i come to church amen the tithe belongs to the lord amen amen i i've got i've got a double up tithe right here in my pocket my wife put it out for me this morning I got a double up tithe, and I got a double up capital stewardship right here in my pocket. I've got them here, I've got them here. Because it's not contingent on whether or not I'm in worship, amen? It's contingent on my relationship with the Lord, and that's what's most important. So support your ministry. Now, with that said, if you don't mind, I, I, I just want to tell you, you are covered and protected the angels keep watching over you and so no matter what happens no matter what goes on just realize that god's arm of protection are around you amen his arms are around you
1: all night, all night. Day, you know the angel, keep watching uh, over me, my Lord. Uh, oh. hey, hey, hey. Over me The angel Keep watching My love Over me My love, the angel. Oh, keep watching. Come on, one more time. Let's just say one. And oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. wow, you know the angels keep watching uh, over me. Hey, Woo! Oh. Mm, yeah. Watching over me, yeah, yeah, Amen, Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord, Amen,
0: Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for watching over my family. Thank you for watching over my neighbors. Thank you for watching over.
1: Oh, God, you watch over. You watch over. Hey, you watch over. You watch over. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Bless Bless your name. We bless your name.
0: We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Let me, let me. Take a moment, I'm not going to be long. You, you heard read in your hearing, and I don't need to reread it. Uh, the story of the transfiguration, which was read in your hearing, stands on its own. It's the story of Jesus who ends up on the side of the mountain. And there, Moses and Elijah show up, and they speak with him. Very interesting story. He's there praying. He's there on the side of the mountain. And Moses and Elijah show up. Speak with him. He's there on the mountainside praying. Moses and Elijah show up. And it's interesting to me that when I look at this this story, this this story, I want to talk about this today, not so much as the story of the Transfiguration, but I want to talk about it in another way. I want to talk about how to manage uncertainty. Managing uncertainty. that's That's where I want to I want to talk about managing uncertainty. This is an example of managing uncertainty. Just think about it, Jesus is there and we are in the midst of Lent as we're preparing for what will happen on Good Friday and ultimately the joy of the resurrection, but he's there and, and it appears that he knows what's ahead of him. It appears he realizes that the road is rough and that things are not always going to be easy. It appears he recognizes that everything is not going to be everything. And in the recognition of this situation, he wants to be sure of God in the midst of it. Where is God? In all that I'm going through and all that I will go through, where is God now? Where? is God in this this issue? Where's God in my mind? Where's God with what I'm dealing with? Uh, you, you would think that he'd be feeling pretty good because he just got through talking by the shore and he asked the question, whom do people say that I am? And the response was that, that, that thou art the Christ? The son of the living God, that's the ultimate response. And so you think he'd be feeling pretty good. At least he had some affirmation from people around him of who he was, but that wasn't quite enough. Uh, because you know, I, I as much as someone can tell you that it's gonna be okay. They can look you in the face and say it's going to be okay. People talking to you saying it's going to be okay don't always make you feel like it's okay. Just because you said it, I'm supposed to believe it? And if people who are telling you it's going to be okay, you're not sure about, or you question the motive or reason they're saying it, you're. People telling you that really doesn't help. You know, a lot of times, and in this season now, there is a lot of anxiety caused by uncertainty. People are wondering, they're nervous, they're afraid, they're, they're scared. It's not just the little lady who's sticking her $100 bill out the car, scared of going to get you the virus. It's everyone. In truth, there's a little bit of panic that's happening. Uh, My cousin called me yesterday. He wanted to know about how he could give his tithes. He couldn't come to worship because his wife and children were sick and he didn't want to come in. And I said, oh great. he said, well, how can I give my tithe? I want to give on, give a or whatever. I said, yeah, you can do that. He said, I may just drum, run by the church and leave it and go. Out. You can do that. He said, but, but Bishop, I got one question. I said, what's that? He said, why everybody buying up all the toilet tissue? <laughs> he said, I thought it was a respiratory ailment. like crazy and, and the reality is that's panic it's unnervedness. it's when people don't know what to do you got to do something do something you don't know what to do fear make you do some dumb stuff one one person I think it was in Australia bought a 12-year supply of toilet tissue So, so, so it's people get unnerved, and people handle uncertainty, and these kind of issues differently. You know, some people um, just just they try to anesthetize their pain. Um, that's a nice way of saying they get drunk, or they get high, or in the vernacular, the young people they get lit, <laughs> getting litty. <laughs> My son is dying right now, God, that just move on, please move on. <laughs> Some people fool around, they, they get to the place, they get so upset, all they can do is they have this malaise and dismal feeling come over them. They become depressed, they become fearful, they become stressed. I want to tell you this, that those are not effective methods for dealing with uncertainty they're not going to help anything because sooner or later you're going to come down from your high sooner or later you're going to get sober and you're going to have a hangover and a headache sooner or later reality is going to catch up with you so how does Jesus give us an example of what to do when you are not certain about things Jesus offers us three things that we can do when there's uncertainty and the uncertainty abounds. Jesus says, I got something for you. I will help you, here's what I did. And the first thing Jesus shows us to do was to enter into prevailing prayer. Prevailing prayer. Now now this is a good one right here. Because the truth is that Jesus went up into the mountain, not to look around and see the landscape, but to pray. Luke chapter, chapter 9, verse 28 says, Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James uh, and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and gleaming. Listen, he went up there to to take time with God. And I want to suggest to you that this is a season not to panic. This is a season to pray. I know, I know some of of y'all are going to miss it, but I'm going to try and bless you here. You, you're going to say, well, Reverend, it is, if we pray, is, is prayer going to just automatically heal the virus? It may. If it be God's will, He can do it. It wouldn't be the
1: first time He stayed a plague. He's done it before. The choir said, if He did it before, He will do it again. Same God back there. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You 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 have to recognize he can do that. But guess what? I got another reason to pray. Because if prayer doesn't change the situation, it will change the person praying. Oh, you, 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 you need to realize if it doesn't change the situation, it will change the person that is engaged in prayer. Because you can't pray and not have God change you. The Bible says Jesus was changed in the midst of his prayer. Something happened to his very countenance. And if you want to be changed, I dare you to pray. <laughs> It it may not change the situation, but it'll sure change the self. It'll it'll change you. It'll it'll change you no matter what you're dealing with. Prayer changes you. And somebody somebody says, well, Reverend, what what am I going to get when I pray? I I don't know about you, but but if you pray long enough, God's going to move for you. don't 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 get it don't get in a hurry when you pray just stay there a while jesus must have been praying quite a bit of time you know he he went up the bible says he went up into the mountain to pray i love that part but 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 if you read closer the bible also says while he was praying uh the other three that he brought up there with him went to sleep Uh, unless they had narcolepsy isn't that that sleeping They, 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 they must have got tired Jesus were praying, they were sleeping. Now, some of y'all, I do not want y'all to talk about these disciples because I don't seen you during altar prayer. <laughs> J- Jesus looked at disciples after the garden, after even praying to God. He just looked at and said, could you not tarry one hour? sleepy <laughs> you, you 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 have to realize that sometimes you need to go into prevailing prayer and I do believe that what this nation needs now is prevailing prayer I, I quoted uh, the other day second Chronicle 714 if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He, what he said, then I will hear their, forgive their sins. And then he says, I'm going to heal the land. Wait a minute now. I don't know what caused this thing. But if there's any forgiveness needed, we need to ask for it. You know, I could do my, um, my Earth Day sermon right about right there of how we mistreat this poor planet and give total disregard for our usage of it, but I won't do it today. But I will tell you this much, the land needs healing, and God's the only one that can do it. Okay, that's long enough. Oh, I'm out of time. I got to go. Let me hear Number two, number two. He prayed until he reached the power of his presence. The power of his presence. See, it's not good enough just to pray. Because see, some of y'all pray all the time. I know y'all pray. Y'all pray, Lord, get me out of this trouble. Lord, pay my bills. Now now I lay me down to sleep. Y'all got that one down there? Oh, oh! A, a good food, good meat. Oh, not, I'm a Baptist. Let's eat. No, that's not the prayer. That's... no the, the one you pray. You know the one you pray a few Food, and bless. Yeah, bless this food in Jesus' name. Whatever. You know how we do. We we got it down. We got it down. But there are times in your life when you need to pray a prevailing prayer. That invokes the very presence of God to where God can move in your life. That, that, that's not a quickie there. That's not a quickie. It's, it's not the prayer that Peter prayed as he's about to drown, Lord help. No, this is the prayer where I stay in his face and I say, God, I need you to do a miracle. And I don't leave his face until I feel myself being changed and being in his presence. Yeah, Jesus prayed so much. God said, uh, it's that time. So Moses and Elijah, y'all, y'all show up down there because before the Messiah can come, Moses and Elijah must come. Y'all, y'all show up down there, he's ready. He's ready for the next move. He's ready for the next level. Y'all missed it. Before the Messiah can come, Moses and Elijah must come. Go on down there because he's ready for the next move. He's ready to be Messiah. He's ready to be Christos. Go on down there because he's ready for you to go in front of him so that he can do the next thing that's going to save the world. Go down there because it's time for a miracle for the people Go down there because he needs to know he's getting ready to do something great. Get in front of him. Ah, I don't know what God wants to do in your life. But I can promise you this much, if you prayed long enough, God will send what you need to confirm where you are at this point in time and to let you know I'm with you. It's going to be all right. The blessing of the Lord is upon your life. Oh, good God Almighty. Here, 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 the text suggests one other thing that, that is awesome. God, God not only sent Moses and Elijah to whisper to him, that, but then God said, I'm I, I not just put you between the, the prophet and, 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 and that person who led my people into freedom, the lawgiver, giver, but, but I'm going to let you do one other thing. I'm going to let you hear my voice once again. Just like you heard it at the beginning, you're going to hear it now. I need these folk to know that I'm with you. Yeah. this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased you believe on him you you hear him you recognize him God wants somebody to know who you are and if you pray long enough and stay in his presence long enough he'll reveal you to other people that they may know that God's anointing is on your life Ooh. I'm done with this last one. This is it. This is it. They're there. And the Bible says that that, that, that Peter and the disciples open their eyes and they see Moses and Elijah and they get unnerved. They they get upset. They They get scared. And Jesus comes down from the mountain, looks at them, and speaks to them. And when he speaks to them, he says... Don't be afraid, arise. Y'all missed it, went over your head, here it is. Jesus went up the mountain to manage his uncertainty. And while at the top of the mountain, he had a meeting with God. So much so that when he came down and looked at his disciples, the first thing he could do was to help them manage their fear. Let, let me, I, I'm, a, I'm about to bless you. You won't get this in a moment. Because see, you can get to a place where you're in God's presence long enough that you get to the place where you have precious peace. Ah preach whilst I'm getting ready to close this thing what do you mean precious peace bishop what I mean is Jesus stayed up there long enough that the peace of God was raining on him so greatly that he could look at others and share peace with them said let me take you out your fear and bring you into my peace get up now I want to tell somebody here that right now God can bless you so much so that you'll get a peace in you that you'll be able to look at your brother and your sister and tell them I know you've been in a fetal position I know you've been scared but arise now God's peace is upon you this is gonna be all right the God we serve is going to take care of us the God we serve is going to rescue us the God we serve is going to handle it peace be unto you Peace in your home. Peace in your mind. Peace in your soul. Peace on your job. Peace everywhere you go. Peace. God's about to give you precious peace. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Arise. 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 Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God's peace is upon you because when you've prayed and you've been in his presence you get a gift and it's called peace come on let's celebrate now